Dr. Kia Ellis, Dr. Ph.D., I want to tell you thank you for coming on on short notice uh, here with us. And uh, how have you been? Welcome back. I have been doing fantastically, and it is so good to be back. I have missed you, my friend, so I appreciate you having me on. Well, God bless you, and I certainly hope that he orders and directs your steps. Kia, uh, we've talked about uh, various aspects of race, but you know, the last time we spoke, I don't think that this critical race theory was as much in our face as it was then. I mean, it has grown. Now, you deal with people and, and counseling and Christian counseling them. Uh, that's uh, uh, your expertise, behavior, and that type of thing. How does this lend itself in a positive or even a negative way on our society, particularly our young people? Talk to us. Theo, I have a background in teaching. I was a, a school teacher for seven years uh, before I became a counselor. And so I got to go from the babies to now I'm working with the adults. And the biggest issue that people have is identity. And so critical race theory, it plays on what we all already deal with. And it creates this void. It creates a, a, a vacuum effect where we don't know who we are, and so we spend all of our time trying to avoid being this and try to be more of this or less of that. And it's, it's detrimental to us because if you're a kid trying to already establish who you are on the planet and then someone comes in and tells you, nope, doesn't matter what you think, doesn't matter how you feel, doesn't matter, you were born with a certain skin color so it makes you something – That'll mess a person up. Wow. And friends, that certainly will. Dr. Ellis, let me ask you this then. Is there a reason, a purpose in trying to make or have our younger generation lose themselves in some nebulous type of identity? And who's shaping that identity? Who Who is, why do they want them to think that way? There has to be some end game to this. Talk to us about it. Oh, absolutely. So if I don't have a standard, if I don't have any sort of foundational understanding of what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong, then of course, the people who are wrong get to step in, slide in, and put into me what they want. And that's what's happening. We have people who have uh, agendas, and they have plans, and they have things that they want to accomplish, and they need people they need others to accomplish it so what we do is we remove any sort of foundation so that i get to set your foundation and then you'll do exactly what i want because you're going to spend your time trying not to be this awful horrible thing that we've determined is what you are now, it's, it's a whole it's a whole thing it's a whole system now you've been an educator and is this something that parents are aware of not aware of nonchalant to uh you know don't care about talk to us about that because obviously this is beginning to fester in our public school systems in particular and is this part of all over uh, curriculum or should we be aware of this even in christian curriculum Yes. So I think that there's, there's kind of a split. There's a split between kind of ignorance. There's an ignorance to it that we assume 
the education system of today is the same education system of 50 years ago or 100 years ago where you've got that one school teacher and the one class and everybody's in there and they're learning not just reading, writing, and arithmetic, but they're learning to be good people and they're learning morals and manners and things. And there's kind of this assumption that that's still the classroom that we're looking at today. So there's the part of, of it that's just ignorant. We don't know exactly what's going on. And then there's the part where we as the adults, we as the parents, also don't want to be seen in in this context as racist or to be seen as uh, perpetuating systemic racism and systemic issues. And so we allow uh, those who we assume are have the best uh, interest in the heart that they're going to teach us the right way to do it. Surely they don't have any nefarious ideas for my children. I'm going to assume that if they do this, then they won't be seen as racist, they won't be a part of the problem, and will actually be viewed uh, in the right light. Wow. Wow, friends. Uh, Dr. Kia Ellis is my special guest. And uh, Kia, tell everybody how to get a hold of you before we continue with our conversation. Tell them how to engage you and how to have you come to where they are. Because you see, this type of insight, folks is what is necessary. This type of insight is what is necessary. Conversation stem from this actually leads to a type of honesty that we are lacking, so woefully lacking in our society right now. Dr. Ellis, tell, tell everybody how to engage with you. Absolutely. Uh, you can reach me at my website, uh, com dr k-e-i-a-h dot com and it's got booking information on there we can have a, a conversation i can uh, do speaking engagements all of that you can reach me on my website dr dot com is the word race dr kia is the word race now being weaponized as a tool actually against those um, who have in so many ways uh, Kia listen I, I, I have I'm, I'm a young I'm a young man who has lived a long time uh, but uh, <laughs> but just the same uh, I, I remember the 60s I remember I remember the 60s I was I was just eight years old in 1964 and uh, you know I was just eight years old I remember drinking out of water uh, colored water fountains riding on the back I remember that colored day at the fair in Shreveport I remember all of that but but I believe that there's a valor uh, from those who came before me my parents and my uncles and and grandparents I believe there's a valor that is being stolen from them by calling certain things uh, that they fought truly against, like Jim Crow, and succeeded against it. And, 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 and the reason that you and I are having this conversation in a free America today is people who can, uh, you know, make our own way in this country today is because of their sacrifices that they made. I, I believe that their valor is being dishonored, Kia, because of the, the, displaying, the downplaying of what it meant to have survived Jim Crow. Talk to us about the effect that it has on our history. Absolutely. You know, CL, the hypocrisy is kind of mind-boggling because the reality is if critical race theory is necessary, 
if all of these things are true, if, if America is worse now than it ever was, then what these people are saying is that the civil rights era failed and that Martin Luther King failed, Rosa Parks failed. All of these people who gave their life for this cause failed. I don't believe that to be the case. I'm I'm a young woman who's not lived that long, and I have never experienced the things that you're talking about. So either we failed then and we're trying to fix it now, or we're using this in a way that's inappropriate. There's, there's no need for critical race theory because we're past it. We're beyond it. And, yes, there are racist people. Yes, there are people with issues. But this idea that the entire system of our great nation is a racist system is just not true. Let's dig into this uh, idea about racist people because I know, like you just said, and and I want you to either uh, confirm or or or, or clarify, uh, correct uh, this opinion that I'm, I'm expressing. Uh, I really, honestly, want you to do this, Kia. Is racism something that you're beating a dead horse as far as trying to eradicate it? Uh, that is a choice, like anything else, in my opinion. But but now, is 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 it? Uh, 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 an, an effort or, or something that is useless to try and change. I think only God can change a racist heart, but not legislation or anything like that. Doctor, talk to us about being labeled a racist and the fear of that. And all. talk to us about weaponizing racism. Talk to us. You're a hundred percent correct. It's it's racism in itself is an a thought process, it's an ideology, it's a belief system. And all of those lend themselves to changes by new information. If I have new information, I can make a new choice. And what has happened is we have told people through this critical race theory idea and ideology that they don't have a choice that there is nothing that they can do because they were born with these things. That's not true. Racism comes from choosing to take information and create a thought process. So what we have to do instead of, uh, you know, calling people out and saying that it is simply who you are, we have to give them new information. And we're not doing that. We are rehashing the same thing. Like you said, beating that dead horse that everyone is out to get you simply because of the skin color that they have. That in itself is racism. The concept of critical race theory is racist. It's, as I said, the hypocrisy, it's mind boggling. The concept itself of critical race theory. Now, folks, I want you to think about that. Think, think about that. Think of what Dr. Ellison, El, Ellis has said. Think of what Dr. Ellis has said. The concept of critical race theory itself is racist. So you have this paradoxical thing uh, sort of happening here. Someone saying that they're here to help you, but yet everything that they can possibly do with their uh, medicine for you will make you sicker. That's what that's what's happening here. And Kia, why is it then that we buy into 
Are we programmed to buy into this type thing? Have we been programmed to buy into this thing? Is there reversal? Is there something to reverse this? Talk to us. If I can be real with you for a second, all of this is self-focused. It's self-centered. It's about what people think and see of me. And we have been programmed over the last couple of decades uh, in this social media mentality, this... um, it's a it's a product. We're brands. We're not people. We're brands. And we don't do things off-brand. We don't do things that would uh, give an, an appearance or make the optics wrong for what people see and how they think of us. And so even the idea of being, quote, anti-racist is really you don't see me as a racist. I could be racist, but as long as you don't see it, then it's okay. Wow. Wow. Kia, that is so deep. (laughs) Oh, that is so, so deep. Michelle, are you getting that? That is so, so deep. Listen, I've Got to have you back on this, Michelle. We got to put her in the. Re- I've said, we've got to put her in the regular rotation uh, because I want to visit this particular topic uh, in in a, in a in a broader fashion when we have um, perhaps a full hour to just spend uh, picking your brain, picking your mind and intellect about uh, this type of subject and. Um, so I want you to tell your folks uh, I said hello. Tell them I said hello. And uh, I certainly hope that God continues to bless and keep you. Tell everybody again, uh, Kia, how to get in touch with you, Dr. Ellis. Absolutely. You can find me at my website, drkia.com. And I am so, so thrilled to have been here with you, CL. We love you. We miss you. We pray for you all the time. And we look forward to getting to see you soon. God bless and keep you, my sister. I'll talk to you real soon.